Praise the Lord. You know, it's always wonderful to be um, in the house of God. But I know there's not all of us here kasi may ibad sa ating mga kapatiran ay may COVID. Let's stay safe. Remember to stay safe. And uh, let's just take this opportunity to pray for our brethren na may COVID ngayon. Alright? Let's pray. Panginoon, salamat Lord that we have this opportunity to be in your house to study your word. But also Lord, we remember brothers and sisters na mayroon pong COVID. We know, we thank you that um, naging endemic na ito at been part of our life today. But Lord, it disrupt our lives. But we ask, O oh God, for our brothers and sisters that who have are positive right now, that you heal them so that they can come and enjoy and be part of this community once again. So salamat po, Panginoon. And I pray, Lord, as we study your word, speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, last week we celebrated the Resurrection Sunday and, and we touched on the importance of Christ's resurrection. We touched on the importance of Christ's resurrection and we learned that Jesus' resurrection is real, is supernatural, is transformative, and it's restorative, that the Lord transforms us and restores us. And lastly, as we study His resurrection, it draws us to go and exalt and worship Jesus. We learned that. But today, we'll continue on this topic and we'll look how Jesus restored His disciples. How Jesus restored His disciples. He was resurrected. But you know, the disciples were having a troubled heart. Mabigat ang damdamin nila. They were confused. And how would Jesus reignite their purpose and their calling and also bring them encouragement? You see, like the disciples who were confused, who were burdened, who were uh, troubled in their heart, I believe some of us are also going through the same thing. You see, some of us here today are troubled with struggles, troubled with disappointment and discouragement in life. Even the problems that you face today, even the past problem that you face. Some of you may problema hanggang ngayon, nandun pa rin. Do you agree? And it, it, it burdens you. It, it causes you to be so discouraged. And sometimes you ask ourselves, where is Jesus? Where is my God in this situation? Some of us also, our mind is perplexed. Sabi mo, perplexed. Ah, social. Ginugal ko yan. <laughs> confused or with uncertainty of the future. Confused ka, you don't know. And maybe you're also looking in the scripture, looking for answer, and you said, parang hindi ko mahanap ang sagot, Panginoon. You know, some of us are like that, perplexed. Hindi natin alam ang future natin. Uuwi na ba ako? Aalis ba ako rito? Babalik na ba ako sa pamilya? You know, we all experience that. You see, one are troubled, struggling with disappointment. One is perplexed. The other one, some of us has been Christian for many years. And as time passes by, we have lost the passion. We have lost the passion of fulfilling God's mandate upon our life. You know, the Lord has birthed in you a burden to reach out for the soul, to minister to people. But yet lately, you look at your life, it seems that you're not obeying, obeying God and fulfilling His call upon your life. You see, some of us are going through that situation here. And when I look at this, we look in the scripture, the disciples, when they heard that Jesus had been crucified and died, they were troubled, they were perplexed, and they were restricted, and they were stuck in the room, locked from the fear. They were disappointed. 
But you know what? The stories never end there because you know what? Jesus resurrected and brought restoration in their lives. Today, as we look in the scripture, I pray that God will restore all of us. Restore us if any of us are troubled. Restore us if any one of us are confused or even apathetic. Empathetic of the mandate that God has called us to do. Therefore, I've entitled this sharing, Restoring His Disciples. Restoring the disciples or His disciples. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, there are moments that God needs to restore you. There are times that God needs to restore, to reignite once again your passion. And I would like all of us to stand as we read Luke chapter 24, verse 39 to 49. Let's read together. And they rose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and they, how they have known to them in the breaking of bread. And as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you so troubled? And why do you doubt arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it's I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they were disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and they took it and, and ate before them. They said to them, This is my words I have spoken to you. While I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance for the forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you once again for this morning that we can dive and study your word. We ask for your Holy Spirit to illuminate your word so that we will understand it clearly. If any one of us are troubled, depressed, or going through situation, Lord, I pray that you, we will find comfort in your word. If any one of us, Lord, need an encouragement today, Lord, may you speak, your word speak, Lord. And if any one of us, it seems, Lord, that our heart has been cold, or have no longer have that passion to fulfill the calling that you have called upon our life, to reach out, to share who you are in the world to the lost, Lord, I pray that you ignite and restore that passion once again. Salamat, Panginoon, for this time we have. Speak to all of us today. Open our hearts. Holy Spirit, come and take over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
You see, when Jesus called the disciples, they were called to be fishers of men. Remember, he said in Mark chapter 1, 17, he said, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And they followed Jesus. And as they were following Jesus, they experienced his teaching. They heard his teaching. They experienced his might. And Jesus even sent them to minister. Pinadala sila in Mark chapter 6. We read here in verse 7. And they called the twelve and began to send them out two by two. And gave them authority over unclean spirit. In verse 12 we read, So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out demons and anointed with all many who are sick and healed them. So it's not only Jesus, but Jesus sent His disciples to heal and preach the good news. Ano nangyari? Successful, maayos, magaling, ma-excited sila. Kaya bumalik sila kay Jesus, excited. See, they were seeing great miracles, miraculous things on what Jesus were doing. And it's clear to them as they opened their eyes what Jesus is doing, it's clear to them that Jesus is the Messiah. Kaya sabi nila, wow, ang galing. Ang aking Panginoon, ito'y nagagawa ngayon dahil, dahil siya, I am also able to heal. So imagine nyo, you're in that disciple's position. So I reckon that the excitement, they, they have great expectation that's being built in their heart as they begin to see what Jesus is doing and following Jesus. Kaya ang nangyari doon, remember, they are called, then they were experiencing great works, kaya pala later part, in Mark chapter 9, nag-aaway-aaway sila. Tanong mo sa katabi mo, bakit? Nag-aaway-aaway sila dahil gusto ng posisyon. See, they were repositioning themselves in Christ's future leadership. Mainiisip na sila, pag naging hari na to, pag naging king na ang si Jesus, ako ang right hand man niya. Kaya Mark chapter 9.34, but they kept silent from the way. They were arguing with one another about who was the greatest. They were fighting. Sino ba magiging second man? Sino ba ang vice president? Sino ba ang treasurer? Ganun na nangyayari sa kanila. You see? They were called, they were experiencing great things, and then soon later part, they were fighting for position. However, when Jesus was captured, when Jesus was tortured, when Jesus was crucified and buried, their joy and anticipation were dampened. All the expectations, all of their hope vanished instantly. For three years, they were being with Jesus. They were following Jesus. And their confidence in Him were being hyped up only to disappear instantly. Just a few days. You see, they were grieving at this point. And they are still in the state of shock. Imagine yung leader mo, ang daming ginagawa, sinusundan mo, gusto mo paging mga pimparty sa kanyang leadership position, at nawala bigla. They were afraid. They were in trouble. They were imprisoned by the fear and uncertainties and confusion. They are filled of disappointment and shame. As a group, the disciples hit rock bottom. Then suddenly, they hear the news that Jesus is risen. Ngayon, pag ikaw yun, anong feeling mo? 
excited na excited ka, pagkatapos excited na wala siya, tapos nalaman mo na dumating siya, anong feeling mo? Sa tanong mo sa tabi mo, anong feeling mo pag ikaw nandun? You will be confused, right? Imagine the emotional roller coaster. Parang Facebook. Finirin ka, inanfriend ka. Yun nga, eh, nagagalit ka nga eh. Finalo mo, tas inanfollow mo. Eh, ito pa kaya. So Jesus there, He was there, they seeing Him doing great things, and then suddenly, He's, he's gone. And then suddenly, He reappear. The emotional roller coaster, the, the mental turmoil, ang hirap imagining. Now, as we look in our text, we find the disciples were in a room. In John's account, it indicates that they were hiding. They were in a room that's locked because they were afraid of the Jews. Let me read John chapter 20. It says here, On the evening day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were of fear of the Jews. Nagtatago sila dahil natatakot sila sa mga Jewish leaders. But let me also suggest this. It is also highly possible that they were also fearful, not only they were fearful of the Jews, but it's also possible that they are fearful of Jesus. Why that's so? Because sila ay nang iwan. They deserted him when Jesus was taken away. None, none of them rose up and said, I'm a disciple of Jesus. All of them dispersed. Remember Peter. What happened to Peter? Peter denied him three times. Ngayon, pag if ikaw ay si Peter, anong feeling mo? Darating yung taing sinabihan mo na, I will follow you all the days of my life. Panag-love song eh. Pero yung pala iniwan mo, anong feeling mo pag ikaw si Peter at bigla siyang darating? It's awkward. It will be very awkward. Imagine you commit yourself to Jesus. He said, I will die for you, Jesus. And then he died, and then suddenly he rose again. If I will be Peter, it will be mixed feeling. Gusto kong makita, but at the same time, ayaw ko kasi sahiya. They were afraid with the Jews, and it's possible they also afraid because he's coming. It's possible. They are also afraid. Why? Because they're confused and they have doubted the reality of resurrection. They were saying that Jesus is a spirit or a ghost. Kaya sinabi sa Luke chapter 20, he says there, he's a spirit. Ay natatakot sila. Hindi nila alam anong mangyayari. But you know, but suddenly, it says here in verse 36, suddenly Jesus appeared. And they were talking about these things. While they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. Peace to you. Jesus' greeting of peace was a common expression in their time, in their culture. It communicates that, it communicates communal well-being. It communicates that tayo are okay, tayo Wala tayong issue. When he said peace here, in Greek, is irene. It is used to connote harmony, wholeness, or well-being. Now, in the book of Luke, when peace were used, it emphasizes salvation. Unlike the other books, when he said peace to you in the book of Luke, in the gospel of Luke, it means salvation to you. 
You see, Jesus' words were uplifting. Were uplifting and encouraging them when He appeared to them. But as we continue on, not only Jesus greeted them with encouraging words, but He also dealt with them with their doubts by showing their hands and their feet, pinakita sa kanila, and inviting them to touch and see. In verse 39, we read, See my hands and my feet that is in myself. Touch and see, for the Spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see in I have. And when He had laid, said this, He showed them His hands and His feet. Furthermore, He provided proof. Hindi lang niya pinakita yung kanyang mga kamay at kanyang mga paa. Pinakita niya, nagutom pa siya. Look at verse 41. He says here, And while they still disbelieved in joy and were marveling, they said to them, Have you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate before them. Pinakita yung kamay at humingi pa ng pagkain. So he's addressing their doubt. Kasi sa isipan nila, siya ay isang ghost, isang spirit na walang flesh, walang bones. But Jesus addresses disbelief. You see the word there? Still disbelieve for joy. I was researching, anong ibig sabihin yung parang ang hirap intindihin. And while they still disbelieve for joy. Anong ibig sabihin nun? In other translation, it said they still could not believe. They still could not believe it because their joy and amazement. Manghang-mangha sila. Like sama sa Tagalog. Basahin nyo. Sa Tagalog. One, two, three, go. Hindi sila makaniwala. Nasyak sila. You see? Jesus appeared to them to bring comfort in their doubting and troubled heart. Their hearts is turning from disbelief to joy, from sadness to joy. Similarly to all of us today, some of us have troubled hearts and filled with hopelessness, but we can find comfort in our resurrection King. This leads us to the first point. Jesus calms our troubled heart. Jesus calms our troubled heart. Tanong mo sa katabi mo, kalma ka ba? Jesus calms our troubled heart. How did He calms our heart? He calms our heart with what? He calms our heart with His comforting words. He said, Peace be to you. In John 14, 27, this is His promise. Peace I leave to you. My peace I give to you. Not the world gives, but I do give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus did not come to condemn them, but Jesus came with gentleness. He came with them with tender assurance and hope. Kahit nagkamali sila, kahit dinenay nila si Jesus, lumapit pa rin sa kanila ang sabi, Peace be with you. How many times when we failed sa office o sa work, sa bahay, takot na takot nang malaman ng amo mo ang ginawa mo? Have you experienced that? You did a blunder at your office or at work? O probably hindi mo sinundod ng instruction ng asawa mo? Ayaw mo, ayaw malaman. 
you are fearful how they respond. But Jesus calms their heart by his comforting words, not demeaning words, not, not words of, of, of condemnation, but calm words. He said, peace be with you. Maybe some of you have failed. Maybe some of you have fallen into sin. You know what? Jesus is coming to you with calm words and telling you to return, anak, to return, not pushing you to say, ah, ikaw, ikaw, ganyan ka na naman, ilang beses mo na ginawa yan. Mm. He's telling you to come back. He's telling you to come back with a comforting heart, not with condemnation. He's coming to you, peace be with you. Because God is so merciful. He's allowing you to return. See, Jesus calms our troubled hearts with comforting words, but also with His presence. You see, the disciples thought that he was, they have lost their leaders. The disciples thought, nawala na si Jesus. The disciples thought they are now alone and they are all baffled. Yet Jesus appeared to them in a very personal way when He resurrected. You know what He can do? He can just send His angel. Sabi mo sa kanila, Michael, Michael, Michael ba? Gabriel, just tell them that I'm here. Anong ginawa ni Jesus? Dumating. He showed himself. He can send one of the angels to tell them that he's alive. But instead, he came to be with them in an intimate level, reassuring them of his presence that he's alive. That's our Lord. See, God promised his people in Hebrews 13 verse 5. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Tell the person beside you and said, God will never leave you. Mukhang hindi convicted. God will never leave you. Mukhang hina. Tulog pa rin. Say, God will never leave you. Many times we always forget that, that God will never leave us. When problem comes, we react. We got agitated. We respond with anger and frustration because we often forget that the Lord is with us. May nag-aaway sa'yo. We react again. Why? Because we forget that God is with us. Nakakalimot tayo. Paminsan nalilimutan natin na hindi tayo iiwan ng Diyos. God's people. When things are not going in the right direction, don't panic. Always remember the Lord is with us. May it be in Living Word Fellowship, maybe in your family, in your situation now at work, in your relationship with your children, the Lord is in control. Amen? God is with you. I remember when my mom was dying in the hospital. I don't know what to do. My, my brother went to Laguna. I was there in the hospital with her. But I know the Lord is with me. And the Lord is with my mom. Even in the deathbed, I was having that assurance that the Lord is with me. I was praying hard, Lord, heal my mom. But even if you don't heal my mom, I trust your plan. Even though you don't heal my mom, I know that you will, will be with me and my family. See, God came. He resurrected and He came to the disciples was troubled. But sometimes we always forget when everything is no longer in our hands in control, we always forget San ka Diyos. Alam mo yung kanta ni Gary B? Natutulog ba ang? Natutulog ba ang Diyos? 
hindi siya natutulog. Tayo ay natutulog. Kaya tingin mo katabi mo, baka tulog. Last Sunday, may ginawa ko. Ginising ko yung second service. Bay, paminsan tayo, hindi natin nasa-sense where is the Lord is leading us because many times, our eyes are closed, our spirit are closed, our heart is closed, and we forget to say the Lord is with us. See, Jesus calmed their troubled heart because their master is there, their leader is there, their savior is with them. And they are no longer be afraid with the Jewish leaders. See, Jesus calms them with his comforting words. Jesus calms them with his, with his what? With his presence. And lastly, Jesus comforts them with his divine nature. His divine nature. That he is God. Similarly, often we forget, and we forget His greatness and His power. We tend to operate with our mind, with our limited mind, with our physical mind. We tend to act in our ways we, we try to understand, but many times the Lord works in different ways. In Isaiah chapter 55, it says here, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways are my ways, declares the Lord. For as high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways is higher than your ways and your thoughts than your thoughts. Many times we assess situation based on our understanding that we've forgotten His divine nature, that God, to Him, nothing is impossible. In Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it says, For nothing will be impossible with God. We have forgotten that Jesus is divine, that God is in control. I believe some of you have a wonderful testimony. I was speaking to some who were struggling with rent. They're speaking to me, say, Pastor, pag pray, ang renta rito sa Singapore is times two. Times two. I was speaking to one brother, is a sister, from 2.8, naging five ang renta nila. Saan mo kukunin yun? 2,008 to 5,000. I was... I, I know what, our God is in control, amen? I heard testimony that ang inangat lang ng amo nila is 250. Who is that? It's simply God's work. When I went full-time, I was, I, we were in budget. When I went full-time, I looked to my wife, nako, tinaas, tataas yata ang renta ng bahay. But you know, suddenly, I was crying and asking God, Lord, work in ways that I don't understand. Maybe taasan nilang aking konti. You know, those things. Maybe ganito, ganito. Ang dami. And then suddenly, when I opened the mailbox, I received a letter. And sabi nyo ng letter sa HDB, bababaan namin ang renta mo. You see, those things. Many times we react again. We forget His presence. We forget that He's in control, that nothing is impossible to Him. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, nothing is impossible to Him. Jesus calms their troubled heart with His comforting words. Jesus calms their troubled heart with His promises, with His presence. And Jesus calms their heart to remind them that He is God. You see, Jesus calms our troubled heart. Kaya, kung ikaw ay troubled today, 
If you are troubled today, look unto Jesus. Amen? Secondly, Jesus illuminate their perplexed mind. Illuminate. Naging clearer ang pinapagawa ng Panginoon. Clearer who they are. When all of the sudden, the disciples were probably trying to comprehend everything. Sunod-sunod ang pangyayari. Nakita nila si Jesus, gumagawa ng miracle, miracle things and doing great things. And that suddenly, He died and He resurrected. If you were that person, you would think, what's happening? What is happening now? They were perplexed. They were confused. But look what Jesus did. He says here, in verse 44, then he said to them, These are my words, and I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophet, in the Psalms, will must be fulfilled. Verse 45, then he opened their minds to understand the scripture and said to them, This is, is written, that the Christ should suffer on the third day, rise from the dead, and the repentance of the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in the name to all nations, Beginning from Jerusalem. You see, some scholars suggest that these verses is not connected when Jesus appeared to them. But rather, these verses is a summary and give us an idea what Jesus were doing for that 40 days. Remember, He was 40 days when He resurrected and when He ascended? They would say it's a summary of what Jesus did. For 40 days, we don't know exactly if every day or, or sparingly, he would appear to them and teach them and explain to them the scripture. Kaya sinabi doon, while I am with you, I'm still with you. See, Christ revealed himself to them. But he did not stop there. For it's not enough for them to see and experience the resurrected Lord. What Christ needs to do is to ensure that they are fully convinced. To ensure that they are persuaded of what he did. That's why Jesus came to them and explained the scripture and trying to connect the dots so that these disciples will understand and fully grasp his suffering, his death and resurrection. Because his resurrection is that it's never been an accident, nor is man's initiation, but it's God's plan all along. You see, Jesus points and tells them, who he is. Hindi aksidente to o taong gumawa. But it's all God's plan. As he teaches, their minds were open. In Luke 45, in verse 25, he says, then he opened their minds to understand the scripture. You know, if you look at the, the Old Testament, the Jewish uh, scripture is divided into three parts. One is the Torah, one is the letter of the prophet, and one is the writing. And that's why looking at this, and this scripture is our, currently our Old Testament. When I was looking at this and researching at this, I, I saw this chart. On the left side are the pictures, are the books in the Old Testament. And then in the middle are where those events happen. And then on the right side, the prophecy. So pag kinonek-konek mo sila, on the left side, law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms and the writing, 
is being fulfilled by Jesus. When you look at this, how the Lord connects all things, I believe it strengthens your faith. It strengthens your faith. It develops in you strong conviction. And it also prepares you to be effective witnesses. You see, God restored them, not only calm their heart, but what God is for their eyes to be open to see the truth and to find renewal in their mind and their heart. Burning commandments. I believe when God restores us, His disciples, ang unang babaguhin ng Panginoon ay pagmamahal natin sa Kanyang salita. Do you agree? He changed your attitude toward His words. No matter how long you've been a Christian. When I first became, when I first surrendered my life to Jesus, I grew up in the church. I'm a second generation Christian. When I was young, when I was growing up, I would come to church, do all the church stuff, but sa totoo, ang bu- bu- puso ko yung sarado. I would do all the things. I would perform here. I would sing song. But deep in my heart, I know I don't have that relationship with the Lord. But you know, when Jesus touched my heart, the first thing that God changed me is my attitude toward His Word. Na-fall in love ako sa salita ng Diyos. Pag binabasa ko ang salita ng Diyos, parang buhay. Do you experience that? Parang, Lord, ako ba ito pinagsasabi mo? Parang tinitira mo ako. Am I, are you talking to me, Lord? I was first year high school when I suddenly experienced the Word of God. Attitude to His Word. And when you have that revival in your heart, ang unang-unang i-restore ng Panginoon sa ating buhay ay pagmamahal na sa Kanyang salita. Some people have been Christian, but they're still stuck in Genesis. Tanong mo sa katabi mo, how's your reading? How's your reading? Tanong mo, sige, kamusta? Kamustahin mo. How is your Bible reading? How is your meditation of His Word? Sasabihin ng iba, pastor, Pagod na pagod ako eh. Kaya gabi na lang ako nagbabasa mga 11, pagkatapos ng Korean. Something is off. I believe if the Lord is really wants you to be restored, He points you to His truth. The way you treat His Word will be off. You put reverence to His Word. You meditate on His Word. Hindi mo sasayangin yung kamay mo sa phone mo. Like, after two hours, some of you agree, ganon? Sinuubos ang oras. You know, God wants Living Word Fellowship. Ang ganda ng pangalan ng church. Living Word but I pray that we will take this. Lord, I love Psalms 119, verse 18. Said, Open my eyes. Open my eyes, that I may behold your wondrous things out of your law. 
Let it be our prayer, church, to open our eyes to see the wondrous things of your law. That I will not just open my scripture when I'm in church. I'll not open my scripture when I'm where? When I'm in care group or when I'm teaching, or when I'm preparing, but I'll open your scripture because I love to know who you are. I love to know your precepts. I love to know your character. Church, if you want to grow in faith, there's a call for us to renew our love for the Lord. And I pray Psalms 119 verse 18 will be our prayer. And said, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may behold your wondrous things. Lord, open her eyes. Open his eyes. But open my eyes. Not just intellectual, but a transformation understanding. Maraming meron dito, ang daming alam, pero hindi nababago ng salita. Ang daming alam. But you have to come to God and said, Open my eyes. Holy Spirit, come, illuminate your word that I may know you. Holy Spirit, come, transform me. And the promise of Jesus this, the Holy Spirit is sent to be, to teach, to convict, to point you to all the truth. Jesus said, I will send the Holy Spirit to remind you what I've thought of. If you are walking in the Spirit, if you are sincere in your walk in the Lord, then your attitude to His Word will be changed. You decide to know Him through His Word. My prayer, church, that this will be our prayer. Open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Hindi lang yung promises, but also yung mga correction ng Panginoon. Sinong gusto ng correction dito? Many of us don't like correction. But the Lord calls us to mature in the Lord. And many times the Lord will point in His Word, areas in our life that we need to surrender, areas in our life that need to be let go, areas in our life that God wants to change. Maybe you're full of pride. Maybe you're full of yourself. Maybe the Lord is dealing with you with, you, with certain sins, sa kasalanan na ginagawa mo. Masyado ka ng chismosa. Hanapin mo, meron dito. And meditate on it. One way to stop gossiping, meditate on His Word rather than gossiping. And the Lord will change you because His Word is alive. Amen? See? And His Word also helps us to anchor in the way we live our life. You see, there's two kinds of people that will build his house on a rock and one will build his house on a sand. The storm will come. He says there, both build. One on the rock, one on the sand. And the storm will come. The house that's built on the rock was, was stable. The house that's built on sand was swept away. Those who build their house on a rock are those who meditate His word. It does not say that the storm will not come. It will come. But because of His Word, you are anchored. You are secured. Tanong mo sa katabi mo ulit, kamusta bahay mo? Sabi mo, makalat. 
Where are you building your homes? Are you building your life upon the rock? Or are you building your life upon sand? And when the storm comes, it just be swept away. Jesus illuminates our mind by leading us to His Word. Lastly, He reinforces a solemn mandate. He reignites a solemn mandate. See, Jesus restored His disciples. He comforted them. He reminded of His Word. But that's not the only thing that God wants to restore in the life. What God wants to restore is to ignite their call to witness. And many times we want to be comforted. Many times we want to know more about God, but we neglect to witness. We neglect to share. You see, to be a witness of Jesus is to share who He is, that He is our Savior, our Lord, is to share that He died and rose again, is to share that we have received forgiveness of our sin because of what He did on the cross. See, Christ wants to reignite our solemn mandate. When I say solemn, it means a firm, earnest, committed. Hindi lang lightly or optional. When I say mandate, it's an instruction, a command of God for us to do. In the text that we have read, you see here, the treating our notice, the message, the audience, and also the source of power. Look at this. And the repentance of the forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed to His name, to all nations, Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending you to the, the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power on high. First, the message. The message is repentance and forgiveness of our sin. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And repentance and forgiveness is the core of unchanging message that we should never stop preaching and sharing. I'm reading some of church growth movements, how to make your church grow. And they, we are living in a times where consumerism and people want to hear what they want to hear. I'm reading some church growth movement, how to make our church grow. And it says there, if you want to make your church grow, make it attractive. Don't talk about stuff like sin. Don't talk about repentance. Don't talk about judgment. If you don't talk about this, people will come. What you're going to teach? I was reading this book. I was shocked. Just teach them self-help message. Teach them how to get rich, how to be happy, to enjoy life. Just entertain them and people will come. When I was reading that, it made me shocked. As long as I'm a pastor here and I'm still alive, we will stick to this. I was watching during pandemic, you can't go to church. I was flipping channels. I was read. I was, sabi nga ng misis ko, anong pinapanood mo? Wala, tinitingnan ko lang paano mag-preach yung ibang pastor. I was flipping YouTube and seeing how, how, and one of the church were preaching about Pokemon. Ang title nila, Pokemon. And they were, I said, deep in my heart, I don't want to judge anong intention nila. Pokemon. Then they said, oh, next week we're going to talk about Transformer and Harry Potter. I was... And the church is big. You want your church to be small? Preach repentance and forgiveness. Hindi lalaki Slow and growth. 
But I want to be faithful, church. Living word, we need to be faithful. Amen? We need to be faithful. God calls us to be faithful witnesses, to tell people that we are sinners, but yet we have mercy and we have hope in the Lord. I was back in the Philippines when I was invited to preach. You know, one way I was asking God, they said, Lord, kung talagang tawag niyo ako magpastor, let my parents see me preach. Biglang pagdating ko doon, Ruel, pwede ka mag-preach. Nako. And then I, after I preached, this one of, one of the leader, pastor from Singapore ka pala, uh, what do you think of hyper grace? Yung mga hindi ka na mag, mag, mag ask for forgiveness. Kasi, I was just pondering and how to answer them with, with right heart. Kasi you can answer with pride. I said, you know, Repentance is forgive and forgiveness is itself mercy of God. It's, it's self grace of God. He gave you a way so that you can come and open yourself and be and repent of your sin. Is it mercy of God? It is. Many times some doctrine will look at it as negative, but you know, if you look what repentance and forgiveness is all about, it simply shows God's love. Church, we will maintain the message. The form may change, but the message must remain. Our message of repentance, turning away from our sin. A message of forgiveness, being cleansed from our sin to Jesus Christ. God called us to be a trusted messenger. I like this quote, it says, A trusted messenger will faithfully deliver what he sender sent not his own opinions or ideas. Now let's look about the audience. It says from all nations beginning from Jerusalem. See, God's message is worldwide, international, and also a message close to our home. And many times when you talk about going out, being a witness, our idea natin is mission and Evangelism and I, those are good. Or going out, going out to the nation, spending money. And those are nothing wrong. But God says, our Jerusalem, you know what? Our Jerusalem is close to us, close to our lives, and often neglected. What are those? Our homes, our families, our offices. You see, God will bring people in your life that you may reach, God will bring friends in your life that you may minister. God placed you there so that you bring encouragement and hope because people need the Lord. Paminsan naisip natin, dapat grande. Kamusta naman yung co-workmate mo? Kamusta naman yung amo mo? Kamusta naman yung kaibigan mo? I was speaking to my wife. She said she's doing some, pag, pag available siya, she would jog. Then suddenly may sumunod sa kanya, Nakapag-chika-chika, sabi niya, ay, hindi na ako nakapag-jog. I said, probably, the Lord is teaching you to reach out. To reach out. Every opportunity. My prayer is, the Lord will give us that burden to love people around us. Kasi maraming nawawala sa Diyos. They are lost. But we keep it to ourselves. How about in your office? How are you being a witness for Jesus? Baka lahat na makaaway mo. 
Kaaway mo lahat. Eh, paano ka magiging witness? I told you before, may tinapon akong electric pan. O yung di pa nakinig, galit na galit ako doon sa HR, tinapon ko yung electric pan sa kanya kasi kinuha niya yung electric pan ko. I cannot go to him after I throw the electric pan. I said, Jesus loves you. I cannot. Is it possible? Being a witness is not just the message, but your life. The way you live your lifestyle. The way you think. Yung grupo mo sa office, mag- nagpo-politika, marigaling mag-politika, alam mo, yan, 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 alam mo, yan, 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 yan. Nandun ka, Christian, oo, ganyan, yan. You're not being a witness. In your family, in your children. I was speaking to some of the youth. I, I, I'm just gonna open my heart. I said, do your parents speak to you? Who shared to you the gospel? Nobody long. How about your parents? No, they're very busy. And deep in my heart, Lord, we might be reaching out, but we're losing from inside. Our Jerusalem. How are we training our kids? How are we reaching out to our kids? We expect other people to, to, to minister to them and share the gospel to them when God placed you as parents. God placed us parents in our responsibility and say, Lord, give me this burden. Equip me so that I may reach out to the heart of my children. Audience. Lastly, the source of power. You want to be witness? This is what Jesus said. Wait for the promise. And we know this is the Holy Spirit. To be an effective witness is not just a message or having that burden, but importantly, the power of the Holy Spirit. Many times you rush in doing things. We don't want to wait. We don't want to pray. We don't seek His anointing. We don't seek His empowerment. We just rush. But Jesus said there, He said, wait, take time. The time of preparation, you would pray you will seek God, how can I reach this person? How can I, how can I love this person? There are moments you begin to pray and the Lord will give you the right words and discernment to reach out to this person. For to be effective witness, we need His Spirit to work in our lives. I posted an Instagram post, ito pinakita. I was just doing some repair during my off day. You see, bakit hindi gumagana yung, ewan ko, anong rinirepair ko dyan. Hindi ma-switch on. So binuksan ko, may problema pala yung wire. Ayan, sige. Thank you. As you zoom out na yan. You know, sometimes like this, the power is always available. It's just that we are always disconnected. We check the fuse, we check the wires, check what's happening inside us. Jesus promised His Spirit. And many times why God is not working through us, because we don't want to open ourselves before the Lord, we're afraid. But when we open ourselves to the Lord and learn that there's areas that we need to surrender, and when the Lord begins to work in you and you become connected with Him, You'll be amazed on how the Lord will use you.
Because it's God's work in our lives. See, the Holy Spirit is not an accompaniment of the church, but the church is His accompaniment. It is God who's working in us. As I conclude and I call upon the worship team, see, the disciples were stuck in a room. They were hiding. But later part, you see them preaching the good news with boldness. Anong ginawa ng Panginoon sa kanila? You see, Jesus calms their troubled heart. Jesus illuminates their minds. Jesus reinforces their solemn mandate. And as God empowered them with the Spirit, begin begin to reach and preach. As I close, some of us today is like this. We have locked doors of our hearts. We hide behind our discouragement and disappointment. Some of us are hiding behind certain sin. And lock it. And you know that God is not pleased or God is not, you're not contented with that life. Some of you are locked behind because of your pride. Gusto mong kontrolin ang buhay mo. But as we look in this scripture, despite of the luck that the disciples were hiding, Jesus came and revealed Himself. In the book of Revelation, He says, I will knock. I will knock. I believe the resurrection not just inform us, but also transform our life. And some of you, God is knocking in your heart. Some of you may be having that troubled heart. And you are seems unable to move. Some of you are confused. Lord, anong next step? And you are shackled. Some of you can't move because you have forgotten what God has called you to be. But I pray today, despite of that luck you have, God will move into your heart and restore you again for His glory. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for reminding us, O God, that you can restore anyone. Thank you, Lord, that in the midst of our troubled hearts,
that mandate, Lord, to reach out to the lost. Panginoon, hipuan niyo ang aming mga puso so that we may love people in our office, that we may love the employers, that we may love our families, Lord God, our children, our spouses, Lord, that we will be taking active steps as you baptize us with your Spirit, that we will be used by you in reaching out people who need you. Lord, change our heart. Give us a heart like yours so that we may reach others for your name. Panginoon, I pray, come and restore us, change us, that you may, that we may bring glory to your name. Salamat, Panginoon. Let's just raise a hand and receive the benediction. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who love us and gave us eternal comfort and hope to grace comfort your hearts establish them in every good work and word. Lord, as we face this bad new week, empower us with your spirit and may your word dwell in us richly. We thank you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody say, Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise the Lord. Thank you everyone for joining us in our worship service. See you next week. And just turn to the person beside you and said, let's go and serve the Lord with joy and gladness. God bless everyone.